0: i'm john and i'm john we're classically trained conductors who
1: are also working theater music
0: directors each week we'll tell you a little bit about shows we enjoy and why you should check them out if you haven't yet this is musical minutes with john
1: and john hello john hi john how are you doing i'm I'm doing well. I'm hanging in there. Uh, we're closing out February flops this month.
0: With we are. a floppity flop. It, it, it's a doozy. That's for sure. So. We just diving we, in?
1: We're just diving in. All right, let's we, dive in. Let's just dive in. We are going to talk about the 1976 show, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, with music
0: by Leonard Bernstein, book and lyrics by Alan J. Lerner. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, the address of the White House, our presidential residency for our vast international listening audience, opened on May 4th, 1976 and closed on May 8th, 1976, playing only seven shows. The show was directed and
1: choreographed by Gilbert Moses and George Faison, with music direction by Roland Gagnon. The original cast included Ken Howard as... The Presidents, Patricia Rutledge as The Presidents' Wives, Gilbert Price as Ludd, and Emily Yancey as Sina.
0: 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue garnered zero Tony nominations, though the music alone was nominated for a Drama Desk Award under the category of Outstanding Music and Lyrics. It also didn't win.
1: No. So, the following is what we can surmise from the internet. Obviously, we weren't at one of the seven performances, and the Bernstein estate refuses to allow this work to be performed now.
0: The Four Principals come on stage and announce that this play covers the history of the White House from 1792 to 1902. In particular, the focus is on the relationships between the servants of the White House and the presidents. In the show, one actor plays all of the presidents,
1: and a different actor plays all of the first ladies. There are also two African-American characters, Ludd and Sina, who are married and who serve as generations of staff at the White House throughout the 110 years of the play. Both also played by one actor each.
0: Various historical events are discussed, such as the selection of a location for the Capitol, the burning of Washington in 1814, the lead up to the Civil War, the impeachment of Andrew Johnson, the 1876 presidential election, and the Chester Allen Arthur administration. And that is it. Yeah. In the original version of the show that did its tryouts in Philadelphia, it was presented as a as a show within a show where the actors were presenting a play about the White House but they struggled with the injustices suffered by black people throughout the history of the White House in this country. This all culminated
1: with two of the actors refusing to go on with the show as the actor who plays the president struggles with his desire to feel proud of the country he loves in spite of its history.
0: Which isn't an awful idea, but uh, by the time the show made it to Broadway, almost all of the play-within-a-play elements, uh, setting aside a few allusions to this idea that were embedded into the music, uh, they were removed, and then shortly thereafter the show was
1: removed from Broadway, yeah, yes. I mean it's actually, yeah, it thinking about it now, kind of going through this as much as I wish they had stayed within this kind of Philadelphia idea of the show within a show um and then the breakdown of it being, you know, this isn't cool, um, and maybe uh, it's 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 like that internet meme, are we the baddies? Like that's that's what the end of the show is in its Philadelphia version. Are we the baddies? Which, I mean, is a very valid point. And for 1976, is like good on Alan J. Lerner and Leonard Bernstein for making that point. However, if you're going to try and make the point of are we the baddies during the country's bicentennial. People are going to have problems because America's gonna, America, and that's what we do. And it, I mean, for me, it, again, this is all hyperbole because we didn't see the Philadelphia tryout, we didn't see this, like, like we said, we didn't see the seven performances of the Broadway recording of, of the Broadway show. And Leonard Bernstein famously through a i mean for all intents and purposes a temper tantrum because of the constant tinkering with this score with the producers wanting to add things and remove things and redo things and then taking out this concept of the show within the show that once it closed he's like screw all y'all i'm going home and you can't do 1600 pennsylvania avenue anymore like the bernstein estate will not allow this show to take place. It's
0: done. It's over. It, it, it exists as a footnote in history now. John, you are much more a, a scholar of Lenny than I am. I, I get the impression that much of the changes to this show, which apparently included the removal of quite a significant amount of music, were made not only without his consultation, but like without him even being present.
1: He was not there. He. It's 1976. He is doing the Leonard Bernstein experience. He's conducting in New York. He's conducting around the world. I mean, at this point, Leonard Bernstein is the closest thing to a rock god that we have in classical music in the period of 1960 to 1980. Like, that is... That I is, mean, isn't
0: that the line? Lenny is God? Do I have I mean, that right?
1: Pretty much. So... Obviously and understandably, he's not there babysitting the out of town tryouts of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And as a consequence, the producers literally just kind of did their thing and just, you know, forgot to mention it when people checked in and, and like, and they did. They butchered this score. They really, really did. Now, as I've made clear, to basically everyone who breathes. I am a Leonard Bernstein fan. One could call me a Leonard Bernstein aficionado in passing if they wanted. I don't think this is his best work. I don't think this show, or at least what little we have of it that that we can actually hear, because there are still some songs that have been excerpted from that that people perform today. I don't think this was his best work i don't think this was very good at all
0: there it is come on john lean in be yeah. honest tell me it's, your true feelings it's not good i don't
1: enjoy it yes! i don't like it yes um, and it just it doesn't do anything for me ladies um, and
0: gentlemen here we are six season in please welcome to the show negative john noreen there is just had <laughs>
1: Had they had Alan J. Lerner and Bernstein had more day-to-day control and kept the framing narrative of the show within the show and kept the original ending, maybe I would have a different opinion of it. But right now, this show, it's pointless to me. I just, I see zero value in it at all. Okay,
0: so fine. This is so fun. I I have to be the positive person. I don't even know where do I start. I'm going to push back a tiny bit. Okay. Because, okay. Okay. So, so my frame of reference for this show is entirely based around one song, which I think is actually a really, really nice song. Would I say it's his best song? Probably not. But I think it's a really good song, and that is "Take Care of This House." I, I just think it's sweet and simple, and has that sort of clarity of point and message that when he was writing at his finest, he could really deliver with poignancy. I'm going to I'm going to push back on your pushback and I think
1: listen and I know which recording you're talking about because you put it in the notes. You're specifically talking about Julie Andrews' performance of this song. I think it's a great performance of a mediocre song. I think Julie Andrews can do very little wrong and she can take lead and spin it into gold and that's so, what
0: she did here. I mean, I think she did, but also I've I've heard this song. My first ever time hearing this song was in a, a like a local review here in Winston. And it was uh, also performed brilliantly by brilliant artists. But I just, it was, uh, I had no context for it. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about the show. And I just was hearing the song and I thought it was just lovely. Well, and I think- okay. I think we can take away one nice thing from this show that is otherwise probably not very good.
1: Yeah. I mean, and and I feel like I, I feel I'm having this weird sense of deja vu. You can have a bad score with a good song in it. And I feel like we've talked about that recently. um, Very even earlier this month. um, And, and that's what I feel like it is. I mean, it's a bad score. Bad scores can have a good song in it. And, and, and maybe Take Care of This House is that. it just, Like I said, it doesn't do it for me, and that's okay. And to be fair, just because I don't like something doesn't even necessarily make it bad. There are lots of popular things and, and quote-unquote good things that I don't like. And I fully acknowledge that doesn't make them bad. It just means I don't like them. I don't like Take Care of This House. I don't like this show. That doesn't necessarily make Take Care of This House a bad song it does in my mind but i mean i'm one of like 30 people in the world who knows you know the other 29 might have i'm i'm not completely up to date on the world population right now i, I was just have... gonna say are you suggesting
0: there there are 30 people living in the world i might have it's slightly, slightly 28 underestimated others.
1: yeah 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 hey look I, we I create never... a
0: hell of a lot of traffic us 30 people like i don't know how we're pulling this off but like these 28 assholes are just always on the road at the exact same time as me. <laughs> well, that's their job. That's their only job. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, they're they're nailing it, I have to say. So again, uh, not in defense of this show, because I'm with you. It was a flop for a reason. But uh, in the critical response of this show, which is overwhelmingly negative throughout, one of the highlights that was pointed out was Patricia Rutledge's performance of a particular number called Duet for One, which... Um, is exactly that she plays the two potential first ladies who are going through their emotional response as the votes are being counted. And one of them is about to become first lady and the other is not. Uh, if I was smart, I would have written down which administration this was, but honestly I I'm not smart and I don't remember. And it doesn't really matter. The song is kind of funny. And for some reason, somehow, even though a uh, cast recording was, was forbidden to be made this Performance in 1976 was recorded in the room at one of the seven shows, and someone has kindly uh, put that on YouTube, so you can actually listen to the live performance from one of those nights of duet for one. And uh it's funny. I think it's super annoying. I really like. I I kind of hate the way it sounds, and the opposite end of. That sort of beautiful simplicity that I think take care of this house has. This one is just filled with what to me just feels like a lot of noise. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's, that's fair. But it's an interesting touch point for the curious out there who want to form their own opinions about 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it, though. I mean there
1: there is a way to kind of frankenstein portions of this score because Bernstein like many other brilliant composers reused a good amount of the music from this show elsewhere um and I'm taking a lot of this from wikipedia so you should be able to track it down fairly easily um there is a song to what you said that is sung in uh, the first act, which he ended up using as a song, um, a song from his song cycle Songfest. There is a concert piece called Slava, a political overture, which he wrote in honor of Rostopovich, the cellist and conductor, um, which reuses uh, rehearse and the grand old party from the show. Let's see, looking through this. Part of "To Make Us Proud" is is used as the tune for his Olympic hymn of 1981. The the President Jefferson March is used as the last movement of the divertimento that he wrote. Um, And then you come to a White House Cantata, which Bernstein himself didn't actually write um after he after he passed away in 1990 his estate actually went through and put together a for lack of a better term a choral orchestral classical music piece that uses most of the music from the show but is really a classical piece it is it is not meant to be a replacement for broadway It is not meant to replace the show. It is just, wow, we think he wrote some really great music. And we're going to put it together in this choral suite and release it to the world. And so it's there.
0: I don't think it's fair to judge the show on that, though.
1: It's not. Because to be fair, it's not the show. It is not the show. It doesn't represent to be the show. It doesn't say it's the show. If you're if you're a completist, if you're going to catch all those little musical Bernstein Pokemon, there are ways to hear music from this show, or you can listen to the two songs we recommended. Call it a day, and realize that not everything written by great people can be great.
0: Uh, yeah, I have nothing else to add. I love that we just ended on on you conceding the fallibility of of Bernstein. <laughs> and I, I'm just going to hold on to that for the rest of my life and uh, move back into traditional shows next month with a little bit of hope in my step. Take from harm If bandits break in Sound the alarm Care for this house Shine it by hand And keep it so clean The glow can be seen All over the land Be careful at night Check all if someone makes off with a dream, the dream will be yours. Take care of this house. Well, that should just about do it for this episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can drop us a line at musicalminutespodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at Musical Minutes with John and John or on Twitter at Musical Mins Pod. That's Musical M-I-N-S Pod. Intro and outro music, Bebop
1: 25, is provided under the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License by Jason Shaw on Audionautics.com. Thank you for joining us. I'm John. And I'm John. And we'll see you next time.